Hello, how are y'all doing today? Well, we were trying to wait till some folks got on, but it's 6.03. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you for tuning in another, one more time. We thank you for tuning in one more time. It's been two weeks, and uh, here we are again. <laughs> here we are again. Never know. Our God gonna want you to, or what He's gonna want you to do next. But we are going to continue on in Bible study, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and open up with prayer so we can begin, and then we will move right along. Oh Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. We thank you, O oh Heavenly Father, for using us as your vessels, as your people, to do your work, O oh God. We thank you right now, O oh Heavenly Father, for every ear that will hear what thus saith the Lord. We thank you for your word, O oh Heavenly Father, that has fed us continuously, O oh God, that we only hunger and thirst after righteousness. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, for, O oh God, for the people that will tune in we thank you oh heavenly father for those who will watch it later oh god may it be a blessing unto your people in jesus name amen so here we go tonight we are actually talking about prayer and we're coming from the perspective of um not only why prayer is important or um, how we should pray or the things that we've already heard and known, but just to point out, um, the way Jesus prayed and to model after him and to model after, um, what he said, let alone how he, how he said it and, or the actions that he took upon himself. Um, the one thing that I noticed in a lot of scripture where it mentions where Jesus is praying is that he prayed alone. And so we take that scripture of um, go in and, and shut the door and go into your closet and shut the door. And we, as people, have taken that literally <laughs> as the closet because that's what the word says. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as I look at the word, um, I just want to point out um, that our closets don't necessarily have to be a closet. In some cases, Jesus' uh, closet was the mountain. In another case, his closet was the wilderness. Um, but he always withdrew himself from the people or from the crowds or from the, from the multitude, from every distraction, from everything that would hinder him in prayer, from everything that would cause him to um, pay attention to what was around, pay attention to what was going on around him, to go into the secret place. And in that secret place, as we go into prayer, we are talking to our father. We are talking to, to our creator. We are talking to Abba. 
And as we go and talk to him, if we if we reverence him in the way that Jesus did, I, I believe that our prayers would be more effective and our prayers would would speak for themselves. Because a lot of times I think as people, we say we prayed about something, but we really just told God what we want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, we just we like to tell we like to give him our list of, of demands and commands that we want him to to do on our behalf. But we never um, put aside what he might want to do for us. And so um, that is the place I'm going to be coming from tonight. Is there any place that you want to expound on uh, specifically? Um, no, not really. I just wanted to say, um, just to touch back on what you was talking about, um, that uh, Jesus prayed on the mountain, that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, I think that as a people, we have to also know that wherever we are, it can be our calm, our closet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be at your house. It doesn't have to be only in the car. Wherever you are can become your sanctuary. Wherever you are, you can shift the atmosphere around you. Wherever you are, in whatever time of day or night it is, you can always have prayer in your spirit. Mm -hmm. it, like I said, it doesn't have to be in your home. God, God has no respect to persons. So why should we have a respect of places? Hmm. Amen. Um, but that was what I wanted this to touch on as far as that goes. You know, I find it as you even say that, you know, um, I find it better when it's when I'm in the car praying. Especially if I have like a a distance to go. It seems like it's the best. <laughs> it's like it's the best to pray in the car. I think everybody has their own um, particular place that they like to pray. But I think for me, it would be the car. Um, in Matthew uh, chapter 38, Jesus told the disciples to pray for the, uh, for the Lord to send laborers. And I believe that that should be all of our prayers, especially in this time, um, for God to send laborers. Because mm -hmm. the word of God, yeah, we got, I, I, with YouTube and, and all the different social medias, I do believe the word is being preached beyond, you know, places that it has ever, we know about preachers that we would have never known about had it not been for the internet or social media, um, and I believe that as Christians, we, we're doing a good job. Are there some places we need to work on as a people? Yeah, just like anything else. But we still need more more people to go out into the world and preach and and do the work of the Lord. Um, I agree with that. Um, I think that uh, I think that sometimes when we when we think in a, when we think about coming from a prayer aspect and um uh and you was talking about how Jesus prayed that he would send his people out in other words to get souls mm -hmm. uh, to win souls and everything like that i think that there is a lot of preaching going on there is a lot of preaching going on yeah. um a lot less teaching than preaching mm -hmm. um but at the same time, when Jesus went out, he preached. 
Yeah. But when he came into the synagogues, he taught. Mm -hmm. In other words, he taught in the church, mm -hmm. but in the world he preached. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when you look at coming from the aspect of sending people out into the vineyard, I think that a lot of times that people don't see themselves past the four walls of the church. Mm. That the church has become uh, their place of comfortability. That's what they're comfortable at. They're comfortable with, with preaching in the church, teaching in the church. They're comfortable with being in the church, but when it comes to coming out into the world or outreach, it has become ha, a thing of the past. Well, you know, because we 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 now have social media, and we say we're doing outreach through social <laughs> media. We're doing outreach through YouTube. We're doing outreach in other ways, which God has given us other yeah. platforms to do outreach. Yeah. But a lot of times, the people won't tune in to those things on social media. People won't tune in to those things on YouTube because it is. Um, it's it's not what they want to hear. It's not what they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you say Jesus prayed that he would send the people out into the vineyards to gather the people, to get the people, to compel the people to come to mm -hmm. the house of God, uh, I think that's where the body of believers have to come together to pray that God would, would uh, send us, that he would send us in a willing and obedient way manner first and foremost but also with the authority to attract the people because nobody nobody follows after a weak voice right they follow after what is strong mm -hmm. what is powerful mm -hmm. you know when jesus was doing all the talking and doing all the preaching all the um teaching and everything people didn't follow after him because he was smart <laughs> <laughs> right. They followed after him because he was powerful. Right. You see, when he was on the shore, he was speaking to the multitudes, but then he got in the boat and, and he told Peter, say, thrust me out a little bit <laughs> so I can speak to the people. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we, we keep God in a box like the church mm -hmm. mm. that we can't go to the shore. Mm. That's good. You know, and I think that that's where we will see our greatest reward come outside the church. Yeah. I because that. the people are outside of the church. I mean, the people that want to want to learn and want to know of God, those are the ones that come into the church. But the people that don't have no idea and don't ain't even thinking about God, giving God a second thought, they're the ones that's walking around. They chilling. They they ain't worrying about everything else as far as prayer goes. They're not worrying about anything as far as fasting goes. All they know is that there is an emptiness that needs to be fulfilled, and they seek to find it in different things, mm -hmm. in people, in things, money, work, whatever the case may be. They seek to find it in a in another woman or another man. They seek to find it in those things that are around us rather than seeking what's on the inside of us. Mm. That's good. But That's that was good. just what I wanted to uh That's say good. Though. You know, um you're right. We as people we do listen to who we like. We do listen to what grabs our attention. Mm -hmm. And um 
may even seem to be powerful, even if they don't have no power. Mm-hmm. So I I do um, agree with that, and I, and I believe that. Well, in today's time, authenticity is something that everybody is trying to be real. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I do understand I that I understand with 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 the concept of keeping it real. Yeah. I. I I understand the but, concept, but do we? Right. But our, but but this is where the confusion part. Because when I was studying today, and I don't want to get off a topic, but as I was studying today, and I and I saw where um, it said, "Hold on, I got my notes right here." Hold on. In Matthew eleven four through six, where Jesus told the disciples, "Go and show John again those things which he which he do hear and see." In other words, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when he said, go show them that blind eyes opens and, and, and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. It wasn't about just going and saving. Yeah. The, the proof had to be there. The power had to be there for all those things to be in order for them to be believed at that time. And so when I think about the church today, we're talking, but because the world hasn't seen the sign, the miracle and the wonder. The world hasn't seen legs grow back or limbs grow back or blinded eyes open. A lot will not believe because they have not seen. But blessed are those who, who have who have believed and not seen. You know, but I think that what we show the world or outside of the church matters. Not about us being seen, but about God's work being seen. What he said we would do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So they're, they're saying, okay, well, where is that power that you talk about? Okay. And and then when you, when, when you start talking from that aspect, mm-hmm. then, then you look for people to look for you for a miracle. Mm-hmm. You cause people to want to look for you, look to you for a miracle mm-hmm. when God is the only one that can produce a miracle. Absolutely. So when when we start talking from that aspect, then you have to also look at the the famine of the unadulterated word being preached, mm-hmm. because the word itself will deliver. The word itself will heal. The word itself will set people free. But because we seek for a sign, mm-hmm. you know, um, what if a sign never comes? What if a visual sign? Never comes. Mm-hmm. What if the only sign that you will get will be the word? Mm-hmm. What if that's the only sign you will get? I mean, visually. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, the word work all by itself. Right. Spiritually, Absolutely. the word will set you free. Spiritually, the word will do, will do miraculous things. Mm-hmm. So what if that's the only sign that God will give now? Will that be enough for the people to be changed? Will that be enough for the people to be compelled to Christ? Not for everybody. Not for everybody? Not for everybody. Because, like I just said, I mean, look at uh, Doubting Thomas. They, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they want to see. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's just the a fact. Not everybody will believe. Even after they see, they still won't believe. That's true, too. 
<laughs> Even after they see, too. they won't believe. That's true too. Because Jesus sent the disciples out, and they did all of these things. They laid hands, blinded, seen the lame walk, mm -hmm. lepers was cleansed, the demons was cast out, and then Jesus came back and said, "You know, unless you eat of my flesh and you drink of my blood." then you have no part with me. Like, but they was like, wait a minute. That's too much right there. <laughs> Jesus, what you talking about? <laughs> now, after they had already seen all the signs, wonders, and miracles, after they had already done mm -hmm. the signs, wonders, and miracles, Jesus came back and told them about what matters, mm -hmm. which is his body and his blood, which is the body of Christ and the blood that covers the body. Mm. You know, and and that was too hard for them. They couldn't, they couldn't get with that. <laughs> it was like Jesus, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. But there were twelve, and Peter spoke up. Jesus said, "What y'all still doing here? Ain't y'all gonna leave too?" And Peter said, "Where can we go?" <laughs> he said, "You have the words. We gonna stay right here with you, Jesus. <laughs> we understand everybody else done." disappeared everybody else done walked away mm -hmm. but what we saw was enough for us yeah so with that being said everybody not gonna stay right it don't matter how many signs and how many wonders that you do everybody not gonna stay yeah but the few that do stay yeah it was enough for them that's right yeah but, but so just, just... me myself I'm I, I'm not I'm not so much as interested in the signs and wonders because the right. enemy can do signs and wonders also. Absolutely. You know, so I'm not so much interested in signs and wonders. I'm more interested in the verbal dialect of the gospel mm -hmm. of what of what God meant when He sent all the prophets to speak a word. What Jesus meant when He said everything that He said. Because I think that once you got that foundation, once you have that foundation, then everything else will come. Mm -hmm. You say, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all this righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. That also means signs, wonders, and miracles. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you saw when 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 Moses saw, uh, when Moses and Aaron was over there um, talking with Pharaoh. And they did all these things, and then he called the magicians, and the magicians turned around and did mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. And he was like, sometimes a sign ain't enough. Mm -hmm. I think that it's what God does on the inside that changes everything. That's a fact. It's what God does on, on the on the inner parts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And that's where the word gets to. Mm -hmm. The Bible said it cuts to the dividing of son, the bone and marrow. Mm -hmm. That mean it going through. <laughs> that mean it going through. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to do its job. But you have to do your job. Yeah. Study to show thyself approved. Absolutely. Approved to carry this gospel to the nations. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Um, going back to prayer, I know we kind of got off subject. I just want to point that out, though. That was my fault. But um, needless to say, it needed to be said. Um, 
So, Chris, tell me, tell me what you think about Jesus and his prayers. Me and you have gone over some scriptures. What do you believe prayer really does for a person um, in their life? Because I believe that in my own life, I'll speak about me first. In my own life, it is the it is the area that have that I have been attacked the hardest. Yes, and I also understand why. Hello, Mister Wilson. <laughs> I'm glad to see you too. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, in my own life, my prayer life has been attacked the hardest, and it's that area where. Um, we kind of said it before when we talked about prayer, where, you know, you think you can go and say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pray in the next hour. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just wait till this afternoon. Okay. I, I'll do it at six o'clock versus four o'clock in the morning. Okay. I, let me just do this right here. And we start getting distracted by many other things, mm -hmm. whether it be a phone call, whether it be just scrolling, whether it be finding something else to do as a priority. And once you do start doing that, then a day turns into two days and two days turns into a week and a week turns into a week and a half. And then next thing you know, you're looking up and you're saying, how in the world did I get here? And I will say that I have been um, naive a bit in my prayer life at times where I thought, oh, I can just get back to it or I can just get back to where I was, <laughs> you know, and it becomes harder and harder and harder. The longer you stay out of prayer, the longer you stay away from God, the longer you uh, find other things to do, you will then find yourself in a place feeling as if God has left you. But in fact, you have left God. And I want to just explain to people that when you pray, it does give you strength. It does give you that confidence that you can conquer anything. And that's why sometimes you might see people seem to be very prideful or very puffed up because prayer will, you know, when you have a relationship with God, it makes you not only strong, but you feel strong. You feel like you cannot be defeated. It's like a knowing, you know, you know, who, where your, where your power comes from and who your source is. And so Whenever you find yourself um, as if, oh, I can just get back to it or I can just get back to reading or I can just get back to, to that later on or I can just hold off on that for a minute. That is the time you need to go right then and there and, and go pray. And so I would just like to say that I can identify a strong prayer life, but I can also identify with a weak prayer life. Mm hmm. Well, I, I'll say, um, well, uh, prayer is 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 where you will be attacked at the most mm -hmm. because it's 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 where the enemy wants to silence you. Yeah, he wants to silence you so that you don't go into prayer, mm -hmm. and the longer you stay out of prayer, the less you grow. Right, absolutely. But the more you grow, mm -hmm. which means the more you pray. And and the more you do these things that 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 bring you to the face of God, mm -hmm. the bigger you get. That's right. The stronger you get. That's right. The harder you are to control and manipulate. That's right. So when you say that I have an issue sometimes with my prayer life, that just means that the enemy doesn't want 
that for you because if you do that, the more consistent you are with that, the mm-hmm. more because if you, if you ever listen to your prayer, mm-hmm. sometimes if you just open your mouth, <laughs> you'd be like, "Did I just say that?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you it's like, not about happened? praying mm-hmm. from a mental place. That's right. It's about praying from a spiritual place. That's right. It's because we don't know everything to pray, and I'm not, and I'm not only talking about praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about praying with the understanding, but praying from the spirit. Yeah. Praying with an understanding, but praying from the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes people are like, well, I don't know if that can be done. But I think that the same way the Holy Spirit can speak in tongues is the same way the Holy Spirit can speak in English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, ain't, it ain't rocket science. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. people in India, mm-hmm. they speaking in tongues may sound like English. It may. You know, so it's is is that we we have to uh be able to identify with the places that we're being shut down in. Most of the time mm-hmm. it's gonna be prayer. Sometimes it's gonna be fasting. You know, it's these it's these things that the enemy will shut you down so you can't get closer to God. So you can't get in his face. Because mm-hmm. when you get in the face of God, everything else is burnt off. And that shutting down is is called a distraction. Yes, it's, it it comes in distraction at work or distraction with these phones and this and social media and mm-hmm. and children mm-hmm. and everything else that we have to deal with in life. Mm-hmm. That it's not that we put God on the back burner, mm-hmm. but because we have to do these things, it becomes. I ain't gonna say it becomes first. It does, but it but it's it's <laughs> it's what we go to. Yeah. It's it's cause because we have to do it. Yeah. You know, we just oh I could pray. I could pray later. Oh god, I gotta go here and go to work. <laughs> I can pray. But see, that's where that's the thing about prayer. Prayer can happen anywhere. It can. It can happen on the job. Mm-hmm. It can happen in the car. Yeah. It can happen while you're sitting down eating a meal. Mm-hmm. Prayer doesn't have to always come by way of voice. It comes by way of thought. Mm-hmm. It comes by way of it's a spiritual prayer. I mean, because you can still be praying while you're talking to somebody. You can. You can. I mean, that that is the diversity of prayer. We only want to boil it down to the time that I have that's, that's secluded from everything else. Mm-hmm. But if God wants to be included in everything that you do, why can't you pray through everything you do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Going back to what you said, you know, the enemy comes to shut us down in our prayer life. That to me just basically um, sums it up to sum it up is he comes in between your communication with your father. Yeah. He the comes same so way that you come you, in between your communication with your spouse and with mm-hmm. your friends and with everybody that's that's trying to walk that right path. Yeah. You, you, you see distractions and things like that only come. When you're trying to walk a right path, mm-hmm. as long as you're in the world, you don't really have those distractions. You don't because you those distractions that are of the world are a part of you. <laughs> so you yeah. don't necessarily see them until you decide that you know I'm gonna go over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna convert from being a sinner to getting saved. Yeah, I'm gonna walk this path right here 
because I know it's what I'm supposed to do. And when you make that 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 decision, mm-hmm. I mean, the minute you make that decision, I highly calculated. <laughs> Once you make that decision, yeah, then you close a door mm-hmm. to the world, mm-hmm. but you open the door to a spiritual attack. That's right. You know, um, because as long as you're with the enemy, he cool with you. That's right. The minute you turn your back on him, mm-hmm. he got to get you. That's right. And I think that, you know, um, again, as I look at the way Jesus prayed, um, just to go over some scriptures about um, how he prayed. It was a it was a place where I, I hadn't seen this before, or I, I don't know, I might have just skipped over it, never recognized it until now, where it says in Luke uh, chapter 3, verse 21, Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that, I'm like, he was praying while he was being baptized, you know, just, you know, just something that I must have missed, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. But I think about when we pray, the heavens is open Mm -hmm. that's why we can ask for what uh what our desires are what um our petition is towards him because the heaven is open when we are communicating with him but he had he he had the confession that he was god's son he 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 said in whom he was well pleased that's right you know so i think that your prayer your prayer being, I ain't going to say being answered, mm-hmm. but walking under an open heaven comes at the expense of you pleasing God. Amen. Amen. It, it comes at the expense of your time. Mm-hmm. It comes at the expense of some things going without so that you spiritually, so that you spiritually <laughs> can go with, yeah. uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. In, in 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 other words, if 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 I walk with God and, and I please God, mm-hmm. then I can walk under an open heaven. That's right. I cannot walk under open heaven when I don't please God. That's right. And I'm glad you clarified that because I don't want to make anyone think that you know you pray and your prayers are answered immediately, or you pray and you could just go any to God any kind of way, to a certain extent, you know. He does receive you from where you are. And that's the thing. People say, oh, God don't hear a sinner's prayer. Then how did I get saved? <laughs> say it again. Say if it God again. doesn't hear a sinner's prayer, mm. how did I get saved? How? If God didn't hear a sinner's prayer, even though I got saved, how did I remain saved? Because even though I was, even though I was saved, I was still making mistakes. That's right. You know, so, so how did I remain Mm -hmm. if God didn't hear me? Mm. You know, so I think that a lot of times when people, they they look at it and and they try, I ain't going to say they try to be um, high minded, Mm -hmm. but they, Um, okay, but they, um, they, they they just don't see it from the perspective that God hears everybody. Mm-hmm. If God is in all things, he's even in the sinner. Mm-hmm. The sinner still has aspects of God. 
That's right. When man failed, he still contained the image and likeness of God. That's right. He just lost the spiritual contact with God. Mm -hmm. And and if we don't understand that we still have a likeness and an image of God, mm -hmm. then we'll always look at the sinner as they can't make it. Mm. We'll always feel as a sinner we can't make it. But I want the sinners to know that God is still there because you has you still have the likeness and image of him. But you have to come back to him. Spiritually, you have to come back to him. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Through prayer and reading. That's right. I mean, because if you can understand this word, that means God lives in you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because this word wasn't wasn't able to be understood. Mm -hmm. He said, hearing, they do not hear. Yeah. Seeing, they don't see. Right. So this word cannot be, uh, let's say, understood carnally. Mm -hmm. But it can be understood spiritually. That's why when Jesus talked, when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and everything, <laughs> he talked to them in parables. Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't understand the spiritual things. So he had to talk to them in parables and things that they could understand, a worldly thing that they could understand. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times I, I be looking at the parables. I be like, what is, what is, what is this all about? <laughs> you know. But it ain't until you can see it from a spiritual standpoint what it really is about. Yeah. Because you can go back and you can look into some other stuff and you be like, oh, I understood that completely fine. I understood that completely yeah. clearly. Yeah. But when it came to the carnal thing, I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, in Matthew 14 and 23, Jesus sent crowds away to go pray and be alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to draw back. Sometimes I think we as people don't know how to be alone. When I'm talking about that, I'm not talking about not knowing how to be away from people. We don't know how to be away from this. Mm -hmm. We take it to the bathroom. We take it to wash dishes. We take it to <laughs> in our bedrooms with our spouses. We take it around our children, whether it's a movie night or a game night or whatever. We take that thing every single place we go. What if we took Jesus the way we took our phone? What if we took prayer the way we take our phones everywhere all day? Checking it all day. Checking in. Jesus. Got, got, Jesus. Got Jesus. to check in oh, all oh, day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Give me that phone. Jesus. <laughs> you know, what if we, and this is called a device, by the way. It's a device. You know, and the Bible says that God would have us not ignorant of the enemy's devices. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about this right here, mm -hmm. and I think about, okay, before I look at it, let me check in with the Father. Before I before I take this with me, <laughs> wherever I'm going, that I'm that's supposed to be a private place. Mm -hmm. We take it, and even when I'm even when um I call myself spending time with God, where's my phone? Right there, you know. It might be on silent or you know whatever, but it's still right there. And I just feel like we have more respect for the things of this world and the things in this world than we do our own Creator. I think the cell phone is a blessing. 
it, it is. I, I, I see it as a blessing. It is. Boy. But it's also a hindrance. It is. And it even it has a place. Exactly. Even it has a place. Um, The same way that God has a place, which is in every place. Mm -hmm. Your cell phone has a place. Your tablet, computer, your devices mm -hmm. have a place. And I think that they can be instruments as you pray. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they have to remain in their place. Right, so I'm, I use my phone for to put my worship music on when I'm spending time with God. That'll be my worship time. You know, when I'm reading, I don't have music on. When I'm praying, I might have an instrument of music on with no words. But I do understand that even this, in that time, you get a phone call or a text or whatever, anything that can be a distraction. Mm -hmm. And so putting it on Do Not Disturb helps. <laughs> it definitely helps. Um, but I, I just think that um, the subject of prayer has kind of been, um, I don't know if mishandled is the word, but misplaced as well as, as not being priority. In in, our, in cases, because we sleep with this thing, we 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 sleep with this, you know. Right? It, it's somewhere close, you know what I'm saying. And I just I just think that if we look at what we're putting first in our lives, and maybe it's not intentional, and we 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 make it a habit, but if we put prayer as a priority in our lives before we touch our phones or before we call that person in the morning time or before, you know, we look to see who was the last person that posted on Facebook or whatever social media you're on. If we took that time to spend with God and read that scripture or read that passage or listen to a worship song or, or to pray for the 15 minutes that you might have available, then we would be putting God back in his place. And I believe God has been taken out of place in many of our lives because we have allowed ourselves to be distracted in many areas of our lives with many things. With our to-do list. Exactly. With our to-do list. Exactly. But if, if, if I think that if we kept God at the top of the to-do list, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with having a to-do list, but God needs to be at the top of the to-do list. Yeah. I mean, if if we're going to say, oh, I got I got to get dressed. I got to go to work. God made provision. He made you physically able to get up and go to work. He woke you up that morning to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that prayer, if we treated it like breathing, like we couldn't live without it. Mm -hmm. If we treated it like food and water and drink and stuff that we couldn't live without it, then and, and it became our normal you know, then we would see things different in the world. Yeah, I, I, I quoted that one because when it says Jesus sent crowds away to go and pray alone, this is our crowd. We may not have a physical people around us, but this is our crowd because this is where we go to see people. This is where we go to talk to people. This mm -hmm. is where we go to conversate. And so I look at that as our crowd. In um, Jesus, uh, Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 12, it said Jesus spent the whole night in prayer to God. The whole night. 
the whole night. <laughs> the whole night. You know, that just lets me know how who he was devoted to. He was devoted to the Father. He was he was consistent with the Father. Day and night did he pray. Um in Mark one and thirty five it said in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went to a solitary place and there he prayed. So it was morning and night. Whenever Jesus went from place to place, he was praying. He never stopped praying. And what if the people of God or as people of God, we're actually praying. You remember when, just bringing this up, you remember when, when we first got married, you had um, wrote some declarations and you put on our door. And I'm going to just share this with the people. Um, you had put some declarations on our door that everybody had to say together before we walked out the door. Before we walked out the before door. Before we walked out the door every morning, we had to decree and declare some things over our lives. Not decorations. <laughs> declarations. <laughs> yes, declarations. And we had to decree and declare some things over our lives all together. And even then, the children didn't even know how to read. The, the little boys didn't know how to read at that time. Mm -hmm. So they was just repeating what we were saying. And, but and then they remembered, they remembered it. as they went along. And I just think even that can be considered as your prayer time. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's things as families um, coming back um, in alignment with your families, your husbands, your wives, your children. They may not go in their bedrooms and, and read something or quote something or whatever. But before you walk out that door. We all stood in a circle. Mm -hmm. We would pray. And even the babies had to pray. Whatever whatever they could pray, that's what they had to pray before we all walked out the door. And I'm just telling you that from that experience, we were protected from a lot of things because of those moments before we walked out the doors. Every day. And we did that every, every single day. Every single day. And so um, they had, they still have a decree and declaration on their wall that they still have to say every morning. And now that they're at the place where they say them by themselves, but they're still praying by themselves as well. They know what to pray. They know and how so, to pray. And so, you know, Jesus prayed for the kids, the children, and he laid hands on the children. They know what it's like to have hands laid on them and oil put on them and, <laughs> and the words spoken over their lives. But that's something that we you have to be intentional about. I think a person is going to do that. That's something that you have to be intentional about. That's something that you have to want to do. That's something that you have to um, be consistent in and having your children even practice if you want your household to be of um, that nature. Um in Luke 5 and 16, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. In Matthew 26 and 36, uh, Jesus tells the disciples, sit over here while I go and pray over yonder. <laughs> um, and he fell on his face and prayed. And that was before he, um, when he was praying to the Lord about, uh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus also fell on his face. There's some times where you have to fall on your face. There's some times where you will be desperate enough to fall on yourself for Jesus, on your face for Jesus. There will be some times and some things that happen in your life where you just weep. There, there may not be a words that come out, but there's a cry. There's a, there's a holler. There's a moan. There's a groan um, that you will um, experience 
when you are really desperate for Jesus. I think that takes some, for some people, it takes a desperation to get to that place. Um, in Luke um, 11 and 1, Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. In Matthew 14 and 19, Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish and blessed it. That's a prayer. Um, Matthew 19, 13 through 15, Jesus prayed and laid hands on the children. In Matthew 26 and 53, Jesus said he can pray to the Father and he shall presently give him more than 12 legions of angels. But he didn't because then the scriptures wouldn't be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that lets us know that when we pray, there are angels being sent on our behalf. And what you think about that, Mr. or Pastor Chris? I think that we do not understand the power of prayer. We do not understand the ability that prayer has mm -hmm. in, in, it, in itself. Within itself, we don't understand the power of prayer. Prayer is so powerful that it kept it kept Peter alive okay Peter was getting ready to be killed in the prison mm -hmm. they said they put him in prison for a little while he was going to be killed they was back at the house everybody was in there together praying but then an angel came to him <laughs> Peter thought he was dreaming <laughs> led him out of the prison led him out of the gate and led him all the way down down the street, and he went he went to the house and knocked on the door. And the girl came to the door, and she was like, "Who is it?" He said, "It's me, Peter." She left him at the door, went back, and said, "I think it's Peter's ghost." She said, "He he got to be dead. He been dying there in the prison. He got to be dead." They say what? So they came, and they said, and he kept talking. Mm -hmm. And they said they opened the door, and they said, "Peter, it's you." Peter said, yeah, it's me. It's not my ghost. <laughs> Prayer is what kept Peter Yeah. in his time of distress. Prayer will keep you in your time of distress. Prayer will keep you in every facet of your, every, every area that you're going to walk in, you're going to need prayer. And I know how we don't want to do it as much as we ought to do it, but it should be the first thing that we do. Well, let me ask you this. And as you said that, let me, I'm, I don't want to cut you off, but let me ask you this. Because in reality, there are moments in our lives where it's hard to pray. Yeah, I was getting ready to get to that. Oh, okay. Because, I'm, I'm, cause, because, because I myself have had a hard time praying. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, now there, there was a season in my life where praying was very easy. Yeah. When when I was in the face in in the face of opposition, you know how to pray. Yeah. In the face of things not going the way you want them to go, you know how to pray. Mm -hmm. But when things get good, <laughs> when things when when things yeah. seem to level out and things get easy, we tend to not go to a place of prayer. But in those times, I think those are the times when we it's need when, when we need we we need to stay in the face of God. One, mm -hmm. because the enemy is coming back. That's right. He's going to take a break for a season. That's right. As we see with Jesus, he took a break for a season. That's right. After he after he fasted and pray, mm -hmm. after he fasted and prayed, he was tempted. Yeah. But then after after for Jesus resisted <laughs> Jesus resisted him, he left for a while, but only for a season. 
Oh wow, that's right. He kept coming back through through the um, Pharisees and the Sadducees. He kept coming back, tempting and, and testing Jesus. He kept coming mm -hmm. back. We don't see it like that. We say the next time he came was at the cross, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the next time he came. Mm -hmm. He kept coming through people. That's right. But when when we see that Jesus kept praying. Mm -hmm. And his prayers kept prevailing. Mm -hmm. Jesus kept knowing what the people was was going to say. Yeah. How did he know what the people was going to say? Because he was in prayer. And God had let him know everything that was going to be happening. God will give you the spirit of discernment to, 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 to walk ahead of people because they are going to try to trap you. Even by their words. That's right. So we have to understand that, yes, Prayer may be easier in the face of opposition and harder in the face of comfortability, in, in the face in, in the space of being comfortable. But in the space that we are comfortable, when there is no testing, when there is rest, when there is peace, at that time, we need to know that we should pray because something is coming next. Yeah. There is always going to be a next mm -hmm. as long as there is a now. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's good. Um, in John 17, chapter 17, verse 20, says Jesus prayed for those who will believe on him through the word of his disciples. So there are people who, as you, you speak and preach the word of God, that people will believe Jesus mm -hmm. based on your word. Mm -hmm. And Jesus has already prayed for you. Jesus, Jesus, I pray that your faith fails not. That's yeah, that's what he said to Peter. Um, but even as you speak, my, my thing was, even as you speak as a disciple mm -hmm. who will go out and get other disciples, mm -hmm. Jesus has already prayed for you. That's right. He has already prayed for me. You know, um, that the people will believe through your word. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that we as a people who do preach and teach it and, and all of those things for the gospel, that we have to be careful because by your words, either people will believe or they won't. Mm -hmm. Not that you can make anyone believe. No. Absolutely not. But But there is something that 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 brings witness to right. that spirit. That's right. That can Holy cause Spirit, them to yes. believe. Yes. They can, yes. they can, it's something that they can understand. They were like, wait a minute. You know, I heard it said a bunch of times, but that right there, that, that just made it clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Luke 22 and 32, what you just spoke about, Jesus prayed that for Peter, his faith did not fail. Do, are we honest sometimes as people of God? To say that I, I don't know if I got as much faith as I did. <laughs> I dropped the last ball last year. My faith has failed me in this season. I, I think that, have we? I think that the more you are in prayer, mm -hmm. the closer you are to God, the more faith you have. Okay. It's it's is. I think it's. So you don't think Peter was close to God? You don't think Peter was in a place of prayer? At this particular time? At this particular time, Peter Peter, Peter was working off of impartation. He wasn't working by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay, but that don't mean he didn't have faith. He does. He did have faith. Everybody has faith. And mm -hmm. that's the thing. 
it's not like no, it's it's not like everybody don't have faith. Everybody has been given a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl has been given a measure of faith. Right. So it's not like we don't have faith. It's just that we choose not to exercise the faith. Okay. Because exercising the faith causes it to grow from glory to glory. It it goes from faith to faith. It causes it to grow. Mm -hmm. That's that's what causes it to grow, exercising it. Mm -hmm. If you don't exercise your muscles, they're not going to grow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he also says, Jesus also says, and when he is converted to strengthen his, his brethren. Mm -hmm. When he is converted. Mm -hmm. That means once... <laughs> Once Jesus passed on, <laughs> mm -hmm. and Peter has now become the face of the church, he has to do for the people what Jesus did for him. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that's, that's, even that's important because a lot of times we don't want to go back and get the Nobody. ones <laughs> that we came up in the hood with. Right. Because we understand that, look, they ain't ready, or we understand that, look, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to do that, you know. But sometimes just a word mm -hmm. can help somebody. Yeah, I'm not telling you that you're gonna be all powerful and you're gonna go back and you're gonna get everybody. Everybody gonna follow you. That ain't gonna be the case. <laughs> that ain't gonna be the case at all. But there are some people that you might need to talk to. Yeah. But there is something that you have to allow the Holy Spirit to do. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into that place. Mm -hmm. I understand that, you know, even in this talking about prayer, that this is our first job. Mm -hmm. God wants us to return to our first love, which mm -hmm. is him. Mm -hmm. So this prayer, conversation, time, mm -hmm. is where we need to come back to and spending it with God. I know that even in my life, that there are some times that I was at my height in prayer, but there were also some times when I was at my low in prayer, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I can't say that because everything was going great, I was at my lowest because everything could have been going great and I was at my highest and everything could have been going crazy and I was at my lowest. You're going to have different times and different seasons where you're going to be able, it's going to be easier to go into prayer. You're going to have times and seasons where it's going to be harder to go into prayer. But even in those times that it's harder, things might be good, things might be bad, but even in those things, you have to press into it. Prayer is a thing that we must do. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, it's not a, uh, it's, it's an absolute. Yeah. It's not something that we can skimp out on and just not do it. You know, just uh, if you don't wash, you're going to stink. <laughs> Great analogy. If you don't pray, mm -hmm. you won't be as strong as you could be. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like if you don't wash, you're going to be stronger than ever. <laughs> 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 but if you don't pray... You won't be strong as you could be. Yeah. But so even in that, you know, I know that I need to pray even the more. Mm -hmm. If I say, okay, I, I, I spend two hours a day in prayer and, and, and this, that, and the third. It, have I prayed all night? Have, have I did what Jesus doing? Mm -hmm. 
did did I pray until until there was blood dripping? I'm talking about sweat so big till it was it was heavy like blood. Did mm. did I pray that much? Mm. Did I follow the example that Jesus laid out before me? Did I go up on the mountain? Did I go into solitude? Did I do this thing without wanting something from God? Yeah. Did I do it just to be in his face? Mm. These are things I have to ask myself. These are the things that I have to be well aware of when it comes my time to pray. Or even when I'm not even thinking about praying, have I done everything that I've seen Jesus model before me? And you say, you ain't seen Jesus model nothing before you. But when I when I read the scripture, mm -hmm. it was like I saw it. Yeah. It was like I saw what was going on. It was like I went back to a childhood state mm -hmm. when my imagination just ran wild. And everything that I was reading became as if it were right now. And prayer is the place that we need to be because it allows our imagination to see exactly what we pray. Absolutely. It takes us back to that child state when not only we can we can say, I I I trust God. But I believe that God going to do a thing. Why? Because I saw him do it. Mm -hmm. Even though it hasn't been done yet, I saw him do it. Mm. Prayer takes us back to a place <laughs> of emphasis. Yeah. Where we had to be, where we had to be held and we had to be coddled and and we had to have all of these other things because we couldn't do it ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. That's what prayer does. It coddles us. It holds us. It 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 it, it nourishes us. It lifts us. It picks us up. And 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 I think that prayer is so important. Not only because we're in the time that we're in, but because we say we are chosen of God mm -hmm. because we say that we belong to him when you belong to somebody excuse me then you know and you understand who and what they are capable of who they are and what they are capable of mm -hmm. how can we say that we are God's people if we don't know who and what he is capable of not by the standard of what we saw in the Bible, but by the standard of what he shows us in real time, in real life. I think that prayer is the least sought after thing that should be the most sought after. Yeah. It should be a top priority. Yeah. Not just a if I have time, but can I make time? Mm -hmm. Not if I feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Prayer is that one thing that can save a life, that can strengthen, that can visually show and become evident if you do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Got one more point um, from Isaiah 53 and 12. 
Jesus made intercession for transgressors. And actually Hebrews 7 and 25, he lives to make intercession. He lives to make intercession. He lives to make intercession. He lives to pray. He is the great <laughs> intercessor. Mediator. We are simply <laughs> a reflection of who he is. Yeah. That's what we are. We are a reflection of what we represent. Mm -hmm. Whatever shines on us is what we're going to reflect. We are just like a mirror. And if Jesus is standing off afar, we'll be able to see him dimly. But if he's close, we can see him fully. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's it's the mirror image of what Jesus has accomplished already through the Bible that we can that that we can read mm -hmm. and we can know that by these things everything that we have ever thought becomes tangible. Mm -hmm. Signs, wonders, and miracles are tangible by way of prayer, by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. By way of revelation, by way of all these of all these spiritual aspects of life, anybody can go and pay a bill as long as they got the money to pay a bill. Mm -hmm. People can't tell me they blessed because they have this or they have that. To me, that's not blessed. To me, that was you was responsible enough <laughs> to pay your bill. Absolutely. To me, blessed is when, when you get it at no cost. Mm -hmm. With blessed is something that you can't do, right? In your own power, right? Prayer is that. Prayer is that way. Sometimes you don't have the strength to pray, but God will give you the strength to pray. Sometimes you'll have things weighing so heavily on you that you find it so hard to pray. But if you could just get into it, if you could just open your mouth, if you could just begin to let the, 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 the Lion of Judah mm -hmm. come out, that praise, prayer will become just a little bit more easy. Yeah. If we can get into the place of, 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 of just worshiping a little bit, Prayer can become easier. Mm -hmm. In a whole, prayer is what we as a people need to pursue. Because prayer is the place that God is. You know how they say, you keep walking, you keep trying to walk into a place that God was, but God is no longer there. But prayer is the place that God is and always will be. That's right. That's the place where God is. That's the place where he resides. He resides in a place of prayer. Because there is communication in prayer. He can get to you what it is that you need to know. And you can get to him what it is that you need to release. Mm -hmm. That's the place where everything comes, comes together. Yeah. It's in the place of prayer. All right. And on that note, 
You want to pray us out? I will. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you right now, Heavenly Father, for doing what it is that you do, for being who you are, the big God that you are, the great and gracious Father that you are, that you would sit high and look low, that you would see us, O oh Heavenly Father, that you would come to our aid, that you would help us, O oh Heavenly Father. We pray right now that you would send laborers into the vineyard, O oh Heavenly Father. Yes, send Lord. laborers to gather your people together, O oh Heavenly Father. Send laborers, O oh Heavenly Father, to do that in the earth, which is which heaven already commands, O oh Heavenly Father. Lord God, we thank you that Jesus was in the closet at all times, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you that we will find our closet wherever we are, O oh Heavenly Father. Let us spend time in prayer, not limiting ourselves to our thoughts, O oh Heavenly Father. Not to the thoughts of time, O oh Heavenly Father, but surrendering our time to you, O oh Heavenly Father. Send your ministering angels to the believers, O oh Father God, that we will begin to walk in a place of authority, O oh Father God, that we will begin to walk in a place of assurance and reassurance, O oh Heavenly Father, that we are yours, O oh Heavenly Father. I pray yes, right Lord. now, O oh Heavenly Father, that you will convert us and strengthen us, O oh Heavenly Father, that we may be able to strengthen that which remains, O oh Heavenly Father. Yes, God. Look, God, we have a priest after the order of Melchizedek, O oh Heavenly Father, raised up yes, from the Lord. tribe of Judas, O oh Heavenly Father. Let us praise our way into the thing that you have called us into, O oh Heavenly Father. Yes, Let us be led forth by prayer, by prayer. Praise, oh Heavenly Father. Yes, Let God. us come back to being a family of prayer, oh Heavenly yes, Father. Lord. Release your angels right now, oh Heavenly Father, yes, to camp round about your people, oh Heavenly Father, to yes, give them Lord. the power that they need and the mindset that they need to go forth, oh Father God. I know that you are able to do exceeding yes, abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. You are that power, God. Yes, and we Lord. ask you to come forth now, oh Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, have your divine way. Holy yes, Spirit, Lord. move throughout the land, oh heaven. Holy Spirit, have your way, oh God. Yes, Lord. Lord God, we need you now more than ever before. Yes, more God. than we ever did yesterday, oh heavenly Father. More than the day before yesterday, oh Father God, because today is a day that we have never witnessed, oh heavenly Father. Yes, today Lord. is a day that we've never walked into and tomorrow will never come, but it will become today, oh Father God. So today we ask that you would show us your way, oh Heavenly Father. Let your word be a lamp to our feet and a light into our path to yes, guide Lord. us down those pathways that we know not of, oh Heavenly Father. Yes, Even though we walk in the valley, we know that you are able to bring us to the mountaintop, oh Heavenly Father. Yes, God. There is nothing new to you. And we know that you have power over everything. Yes, Lord. So, Lord God, we submit ourselves to you. That you would do what needs to be done into and through us. Yes, In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all have God a blessed bless. day.